hello and welcome to another episode of Fretman's Podcast. I am your host, Fretman. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Shenanigans. That's right, that's with me, your host, Fretman. And on today's episode, we do have a special guest, um, a guest that we met out in NAM and were able to interview at the JBL trailer. That's right. So if you do hear a little bit of a, a bass on the background, I do apologize in advance right now. I tried the best I could to clear out that um, deep bass. That's right, very deep bass that comes through on the audio recording. Um, these filters, um, I am going to have to upgrade. That's what I did learn uh, out of this whole experience. But I do have a very special guest, like I mentioned, that is Christian James Hand. If you don't, if you do not know who this is, uh, listen up then, or Google him, or search him on the web, or whatever other internet searching, uh, interweb searching devices or programs you use. Um, he still hasn't made the encyclopedia, so don't even bother going to a library. So just to give you a little bio on Christian James Hand, he is a musical producer or producer of music. He's been a tour manager, roadie, production assistant. He's been a huge fan of music his whole, um, I'm pretty sure his whole life, not just his adult life, but uh, he's also been a DJ, radio jockey. He is currently right now on 95.5 KLOS in Los Angeles. Comes out Mondays at 9 a.m. That's right, 95.5 KLOS. But he's also a podcaster himself, uh, Man versus Radio. And besides that, he has his own project, which he hosts, and basically his baby, and that is The Session. And a lot of people or a lot of you will recognize him when I say The Session. If not, um, I don't know, you've been living under a rock or something. Uh, just kidding. So make sure you search his name, Christian James Han, or search The Session. That's right. Make sure you search that in uh, any search engine in the World Wide Web. And uh, just give me a couple of minutes and I'll go ahead and explain to you exactly what this guy is, what this fellow does. And uh, just hang out here for a little bit and uh, let me uh, cue some stuff here. All right. So Christian James Hand, he's going to take you on a journey, a journey that no one has done before. Um, Mr. Hand takes you through um, a track by track breakdown of some of the greatest songs you've that's ever been created here on this world of ours. Um, he's going to give you the breakdown of every instrument. That's right. Every instrument. Um, don't be surprised if you hear a cowbell isolated from the rest of the song. He will do that. Um, besides breaking down the music, he's going to give you a history of what that band was doing at the time, the history around the artist, the musician, the producer, the engineer. And uh, he puts you in the shoes of that musician and um, he makes you reach he, he paints an image into your head, basically making you feel or putting you in the shoes of that artist. And that artist is reaching inside his soul and in, deep inside into their soul and, 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 and coming up with those lyrics and singing the way they sing, you know, playing their instruments the way they do to, you know, showing us their, their inner soul and inner workings just to entertain us. And all we have to do in return is buy their album. Stop streaming it. Buy their full album. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and um, roll that tape. 
<laughs> who uses tapes now in the digital age. But it's one of those terms that's going to stay forever. I'm going to roll that tape and uh, you get to enjoy uh, the interview I had with Christian James Hand at the NAMM show inside the JBL Harmon trailer. <laughs> Welcome to the Fretman Podcast. Uh, right in front of me, I have Christian James Hand from the session. How are you doing, James? Uh, I'm worn out, actually. I've had uh, I've had four days of Nam, which is about uh, three hours and twenty th- three days and twenty three hours more than you need. But it's been awesome. It I've is. Had a, I've had a. I have, it's been. Uh, it's been a. There's been some really profound, beautiful moments, actually, which was uh, somewhat of a surprise to me. Like I know. What I do sometimes will elicit a good emotional reaction, but each of them, I did three on Thursday, two yesterday, and two today, and each of them has had, I was talking to Becky from uh, JBL about it, each one has had like its own individual dopeness about it. So uh, in case you don't know what to do, um, I have access to the master recordings of famous songs broken down into bass, drums, guitars, vocals, and all that. And I do a show where I, on my own, my voice is fried, which has never really happened. Wow. Turn wow. that off. <laughs> it's on, everybody. The 18s are fired up. Um, so uh, I usually do it on my own as a one-man show, but JBL had me come to NAM, and we booked a bunch of guests. Some of them were musicians. Some of them were engineers. Some of them were producers. So the first day started with Toby Scott and I did Born in the USA. He's actually had Bruce a singular career. He basically was on retainer as Bruce's personal engineer for 37 years. Wow, that's awesome. Which is a, a relationship with an artist that I don't think there's another person who's had that. There are other people who produce for bands and all that, but exclusively to be on retainer and only working with that one artist for almost your entire career is absurd. So we did Born in the USA, which was amazing. And then we did, um, I actually just got a text from him saying, please confirm that you have deleted Born in the USA from all hard drives because I'm not allowed to have it. Because <laughs> uh, we got it right from John Landau, which is, or John Landau, which is incredible. So that was a limited edition here at NAMM. Oh yeah, no, it's never going to happen just... again. Like I have to delete, the rule was I have to delete the file. I can't do it on the radio. I can't do it live, like never again, unless I do it with him and I have permission, which is amazing. So I did that. And then um, the middle of the day, I did Avenged Sevenfolds, the stage with my buddy Evil Joe, who produced it, which was great. And Joe and I are are really good friends. So that was, when you get to sit down with one of your friends and do it, it's a whole different world. And then I finished with uh, Bob Margaluf and I, who did, um, he worked on everything, but he also, his, one of the most incredible things he did with his career was he did six Stevie Wonder records in a row. Amazing basically starting when Stevie was 20 all the way through that entire run of like Innovisions and Songs in the Key of Life and that whole run he and his partner Cecil were the only other two people in the room with Stevie when those records were made other than the other instruments that were or the players that were invited in so we did Superstition together which was incredible it's an incredible song and the story of it is amazing the players in it is mind blowing like him and David Sanborn on horn you're just like what so that was Thursday, yesterday, what was yesterday? I started, oh, it was Garth and I did um, Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine, which he produced. It was his first record that he did. His dad is a massive 
um, music producer from Canada. So Garth came down from Toronto for this, or from uh, Vancouver for this. And then he and I, I called after Neil Peart died, I called uh, uh, Becky and I said, uh, we have to do uh, Peart something. So I hit up Garth and Joe. Joe, unfortunately, had to go do an Ontario thing, but Garth being Canadian, he came down and uh, the two of us did an hour and a half worth of Neil Peart stems and Rush stuff and then ended with Limelight. And uh, Garth had said, because there's a DB limit on all of the booths, yes. except in this fucking room, clearly. Uh, so we were being <laughs> limited. So Garth had said, he's like, I'll pay the fine on whatever the thing is. So we, we got to crank Neil Peart nice. drum tracks and actually play it at like a decent volume. And then we ended with Limelight, which is Neil talking about his discomfort with being famous. And there was, you know, I, I wept and I cried a little bit and there were people crying in the crowd. So it was a really beautiful moment. Touching moment. And then today was uh, Linda Perry and I did uh, What's Up, which is um, her, the Full Non Blonde song, which was a huge hit in the beginning of her career. Uh, and she was unaware that that's what we were going to be doing. <laughs> so, but it was actually, it was a, a, a really beautiful moment in that as well, where at the end of it, we, we did the whole thing and then she's, you know, she's listening to herself at 22 years old and she doesn't have those masters and had never done it before. And she actually said, she thanked me and said that she's the kind of person who is constantly looking forward and moving forward and trying to better herself. And she'd never given herself permission to just sit and listen to a previous iteration of herself and be grateful for that person and that experience and had that today at NAM in front of a bunch of strangers, which was really that's, beautiful. That's incredible. That's and an incredible moment. we did L.A. <laughs> Woman with Robbie Krieger and Bruce Botnick, which was nuts, and then fucking halfway through the guitar track, or three quarters of the way through the guitar track, I'm playing something and Krieger goes, wait a minute, what's that? And I was like, that's you playing on L.A. And he's like, what? I don't remember playing that. Can you play that again so I can learn it so that I can play it moving forward whenever we do L.A. Woman and sat there and sort of like air guitared the chords to know what he had to play when he went back to the studio to do it. Yeah, I was in the audience for that one. It, Ridiculous. It was, it was incredible. Incredible. It's incredible what you do, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm about, a, I'm, a, I'm like seven-eighths of the story or I'm, I'm one-eighth of the story and the other seven-eighths is the music and the musicians and the other people and it's a, it's a, it's a privilege to be able to do it, and especially when you get to do it with the people that made the music and were involved in it. It's like truly giving back to them in a way that I think they also experience a very unique... It's, I can't believe I'm about to say they experience a unique experience. That's the dickest. I'm out of words. I've been talking nonstop for fucking four days. Connection yes. to them and to the music to their own first... Yeah, their own experience of their own art. And, you know, like watching Robbie, it was it was obvious that, like... There were moments when he was just sitting there and listening, and you can see that there have... I mean, like, I would love to be able to plug a cable in and have a screen that shows what the they're The emotional thinking, reaction that Or just what they're remembering as yes. they're, like, hearing that. Like, is he remembering the room and, like... Because he had never done that. Like, most of these people have never sat and listened through their own shit. I mean, they were like, where the fuck did you get these things? Like, they didn't... He's like, Bruce Botnick's like, I don't even have these. So, <laughs> it's really beautiful to be able to sit and watch someone... Especially when you're like Robbie Krieger and you're like, what, almost 60 years into a career at this point? I mean, it's just craziness. And to watch that person experiencing or re-experiencing their own music in this new way and then genuinely being touched by it and grateful for it is, you know, I mean, as a music fan and as somebody who's only doing this as an attempt to get people to re-engage and to give a fuck about music again in a way that... Yes. You know, not that like we used to and things have been lost, but I do think that it's lost a little bit of its value. 
Uh, one of the things that's nice about coming to NAMM, even though it's a fucking shit show of an overwhelming nightmare of like the worst guitar center in the history of the universe <laughs> meets Vegas, it's also nice to walk around and see that music is still going. Like yes. there's fucking dudes blowing trombones. I had a, <laughs> I had a five-year-old blowing a trombone. Amazing. And he's an art, he's exhibiting for the company. Oh, it's amazing. And it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, it, music yep. hasn't ended. Yep. It hasn't died yet. No, and no, it's no. continuing, continuing. I mean, there's saxophone, there's euphonium players. I mean, there's dudes just fucking cranking. And then there's the DJs and the EDM guys and the rock dudes. So it's really beautiful to see the interaction. The, the, we still yeah. have, you know, it's still there. It's, it's, it's changing and it's morphing. And I would hope that part of, you know, my aim of part of what I'm doing is just to get people to Linda Perry kind of put it perfectly, which is that, you know, we are constantly striving to move forward. And one of the things that I think almost all other art forms do a much better job of doing, even though we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and that stuff, that the, the caring for our history and the massive catalog of incredible songs, I think that's what I would hope would be a legacy that I'm trying to build is that we do work out a way to really care about this music again that's happened that will never, ever, ever, ever happen again. And I think what you've done is something that there's a lot of us out there care about how was that made? What inspired that artist to do that solo? How, you know, what inspired him to say those vocals on that lyric on that song? And that's something that a lot of people are not aware and you break it down to its most simplest element and bring that and you bring that emotion, the history, the facts behind it. And that's what makes it amazing uh, and what you do. Well, thank you. I mean, that's the hope. I, I just, you know, like the people from JBL are very happy. And, you know, one of them was talking to me earlier today and I said, you know, the thing for me is that the song is an iceberg and, and the music itself is just the tip of the iceberg. Yep. There's this whole incredible, I mean, like when you talk to, so I'm hanging out with Bob Margaloof. We're doing the session, and uh, we're listening to the song. And then one of the things I do when I do this is I bring up photographs of the other players so you can see the people involved and the producers so you have these names when you hear the track. And I'm talking about people. You can have an image of, like, oh, that's that guy. So I have the cover of Inner Visions, which is this beautiful photograph of Stevie out in what appears to be, like, the African savanna. And it's one of the only photographs that he permitted that doesn't have him wearing his glasses. So I bring up this photograph, and I was like, and this is the cover. And Bob Margulif just points at it, and he goes, oh, I shot that. Wow. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, and something else that's kind of cool is, like, um, the outfit that he's wearing was actually made for him by, and then he said the name. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He goes, oh, no, that's Slash's mom. Wow. And I was like, wait Whoa. a minute. Slash's mom... Fucking, and he was like, yeah, and he's like, basically, we left the studio, we were, and Stevie looked at me and was like, oh, looked at me, we probably yeah. did, because he's a god, he looked at me and was like, um, let's go take some photographs, because I want to see if I can get some artwork together for this cover, so it's not the African savannah, it's like the, the Hollywood hills, like the foothills, and they just walked out there out of the studio, took a car, took it up, bunch of photos and that's the picture that Bob wow. Margaloof took which is in, like just nuts and then that Slash's mom made the made clothing for the clothing. this dude and you just realize that there's this especially in that period in LA is this rich interplay between all of these dudes who knew each other and everyone was talking and inspiring and moving everybody and then there was a really profound moment where it was sort of 10 minutes before the end and, and Bob stopped me and was like hey was it cool if I say something real quick and I'm like of course like, this, is, this is not about me this is about you it's yes. like well I just want it's like I just want people to understand that you know like working with Stevie Wonder 
is such an inc it's just an unbelievable experience because when you work with him, you realize that you're you're in the room with someone who has been genuinely touched by the hand of God, and the whole booth was silent because you like. You felt it. You felt you it, felt and this it. dude's not talking shit. He's not making that up. There's no drama in what he's saying. Like, he legitimately, of course he knows that. He was in the room with this dude for six albums in his richest experience of his own music. At like, here's the fucking thing, dude. By the time Stevie Wonder gets to 22 years old is when he cuts Inner Visions, he's already made 15 albums. Like... Little Stevie Wonder puts out his first record at 11. Like, that's what you're dealing with. So there's this really, the, the, the stories, I always tell people, I'm like, I love the music, but I love the stories even more. And the stories and the characters are, are what I've spent the past four years getting people to really care about. And in the past six months, it sort of feels like I've turned a bit of a corner and what I'm doing as more and more people are becoming aware of it and realizing it, and it's it's a it's a it's a, quite an experience to have as somebody who cares so deeply about music. Now, when you first to be able to do it. Now, when you first started, did you ever vision this going this far and getting people's attention like you have? Because um, I'm I'm sure you thought about it. You did it on your own, just for your own pleasure. Yeah, I mean the the the, the and it just the, developed. Yeah, um, it's it's an interesting question because you know when I first started it, I didn't know what was. I didn't even I, I didn't start it to do anything. I, I had basically I had these tracks like a bunch of them for a really long time. Anyone who worked in the LA studio world, you'd sit down with an engineer in a studio and you'd be like, "Yeah, man, I got like three Who songs." And a Stevie Wonder, what do you got? You'd be like, I got two Fleetwood Mac and a, you know, bad company. You'd be like, all right, and you trade files. So I built this library up. And when I was on Sirius, I just started playing them. I started doing vocals on this one show that I was on. And then I left there and I went to this station called The Sound. And I hit up a guy named Mark, who's part of Mark and Brian. My friend Andy was on that show. And I was like, listen, I just left Sirius. And I think I have a thing that you guys might want to do on the morning show. So... Andy was like, oh, let me hit him up. So he hit up Mark, and Mark said, yeah, come in and do it. And I said, what's Mark's favorite artist? And he said, Marvin Gaye. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I got this covered. <laughs> so I, I have the session for Heard It Through the Grapevine. So I sat down with Mark and did this. I mean, I, I will forever thank Mark for this because he had, A, no reason to do it, and B, no idea what I was going to do. And in Mark, like, radio, man, you don't sit and open the mic and mark it too with a fucking dude who's opened a laptop, and you're like, what the fuck? But he did say, he was like, the minute he saw me pull out the index card with the facts on it and the index card, is, the index card has become somewhat like an iconic thing in what I do. <laughs> and he was like, the minute I saw the index card, I knew you knew what you were doing. So when I finished that segment, he looked at me and was like, you're coming back and you need to do this every two weeks. So I, I started doing that and then they hired me. And I was in a relationship with this chick and we we made we teamed up together by Island Records, and she would come over, and we it was such the worst cliche. We fell in love making this record, and then sort of like couple like a month into the record, she was like, "What do you do after I leave?" And I'm like, oh, "I just get high and listen to music." And she was like, "Well, can I sit and do that with you?" And I was like, "That sounds fucking awesome." See, she was, and she was 19, and I was much older, so there was a huge wealth of information that she didn't have, wanted to learn. She was a sponge, so I started playing her this stuff, and after a couple of weeks, she was like. It's a real bummer to me that you're 
our friends don't get to come and sit you sit and watch you do this because I feel like I get a private show every night that you do this for me. And I was like, you really think anyone would give a shit? And she was like, dude, this would be huge. So I literally went to the radio station and said, you guys pay to rent this room for me. And they rented my friend's rehearsal room, this big, has like a 200-person limit. Great PA. It's, it, it was a beautiful rehearsal studio. And I didn't know what I was going to do, so I just gave tickets to listeners. And I was like, call up. I'm going to do a thing. And 150 people showed up, and I was shitting myself. I was in the green room with her, and I was like, what the fuck am I about to do? Because I didn't, you know, if you see the show, the whole thing is improv. Yes. I yes. don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't. All I have is all I have is the facts on the card, and the rest of it is completely made up on the spot. That's so pretty much like the show. It just—it's the only way to do it because otherwise you get really bored, and you—you you know, it just becomes a fucking script. Like I watched another guy do a show that was similar, and it was horrible because he was clearly just doing a PowerPoint presentation, and that's not what this is about. No, you got to be genuine. So I booked this thing, and I sat down, and I did the first hour, and I was in the fucking green room during the intermission because it's a two-hour show, two songs, a song an hour. And I was fucking vibrating, and I was like, holy shit, this is the thing I've always wanted to do, and I never knew that it existed because it didn't. I actually invented this thing. And then at the end of the show, I was sitting there, and she walked in, and she was like, what the fuck did you just do? And I was like, I don't know. What was that like? She was like, we sat, and she's like, I sat in a room, and 150 people realized that they were watching somebody make up something that had never been done before. So I didn't have a plan. I had no clue that I, I, I thought maybe I would end up being able to make something out of this, but I had no idea that I'd end up sitting with, you know, Linda Perry and, and having a profound experience with her of her hearing herself and all of this. So it, that's the beautiful thing is I didn't have a plan. So everything that I get given is a gift that was not part of some fucking arc where I'm like, oh, eventually I want to get to this point. Every single one of them, if it was just me sitting in Swing House or live house and just doing this for two hours that would have been the peak but the fact that i get to like do it in this way with these people is truly as a music fan like one of the most it's it's just it's an amazing experience to have it truly is and i'm so fucking grateful to the great pumpkin for giving me this as a life and i i don't say that facetiously in any way shape or form as a music fan, there is no greater gift than the job that I get to do. And 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 I've attended I've attended your um, your session, and it's uh, it's incredible. Which one did you come to? Uh, that was the Beastie Boys. Oh, Beastie Boys and the Police, the yes. Police Boys. Police Boys. Which one? Number one or number two? I think it was number two. Number two was um, Walking on the Moon. Yes. And um, I also did that was uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. That night. Correct. You know, we've heard you on the radio. They've, we've heard you on um, I, the sound, the SoundCloud. Yep. Um, you have you have a site there, at SoundCloud. Uh, you're on the internet. You're on Instagram. That's where uh, people can follow you. Mm -hmm. But um, you know what what you've done is what I've done basically since uh, eight tracks around. Right. So that's I used to record eight tracks and try to separate them, which is nearly impossible it's to impossible. do. It's impossible. Exactly. So then tapes came around and hey, made it easier. Get two tapes recorded. Right. You kind of divide them. Yep. But now you, I'm sorry, you're a legend. Well, In well, my book, you. you're a legend. Thank you. And it's it's an honor and pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, I know you have to run, but uh, I want to thank you for name. what you've done and um, keep up the good job. And we'll definitely be promoting you uh, for here on in. Thank you. Until, if you want to uh, find out what I'm talking about, go to thesessiononair.com. There's an EPK of the show stuff there. There's also a 
hyperlink in the little drop-down menu that's the radio station that says radio shows, and that's an archive of all the 20-minute segments. And there's also a ticket link there. I'm doing the show now in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, and hopefully Atlanta this year. So if you're any of those cities, just get on the sessiononair.com's email list, and all of the stuff goes out to you. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy, and thank you for coming out to the shows, and hopefully see you at another one. Uh, definitely, definitely. Thank you very much, Christian. Pleasure. And you have a good time out here. Enjoy Nam. Don't get sick. <laughs> wow, what an episode. Thank you so much, Christian James Hans, for the interview. That was amazing. And oh my God, yes, that bass on those DJs, it is incredibly loud. Hopefully, I was able to filter that out with uh, these plugins I have. It's not the best, but it will do. And now if you're interested about uh, Christian James Han and what he does with the session on air, that's right. You can follow him on Facebook, Instagram as King Trut. Um, you can listen to him on 95.5 KLOS here in Los Angeles. That's every Monday at 9 a.m. But he does have a couple of events coming up. That's right. Uh, for the month of February, which is uh, pretty much coming to an end now. Uh, he's got the 29th, that's right, the 29th, February 29th at 8 p.m. He'll be at the LACM, Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles College of Music in Pasadena, California. He'll be there. And March 6th, he's got the Center Session, which is the uh, Sager Sun, Sager Storm Center in Costa Mesa. And then March 28th, he's got another session at the Live House in Hollywood. Um, that's what he's got what he has coming up for the next uh, three events. So f make sure to follow him on the session on air, listen to him on the radio, listen to him uh, streaming live on the interwebs. And don't forget to purchase his tickets. Even though you don't attend, uh, you can always send it to me and I will attend for you. Uh, I do want to thank him. Thank you for the opportunity. Once again, it was fun uh, having you out there and interviewing you. And hopefully we could get you on this podcast again and maybe perhaps do a breakdown uh, on the podcast. That would be actually pretty cool. I also want to give thanks to NAM, National Association of Merchant Music Merchants. Uh, without them, this would not have been possible. So thank you, NAM, for... Uh, giving me the opportunity to attend as a media, as an accredited media person, personnel, and uh, being able to interview uh, all these wonderful musicians, companies, company representatives, and uh, make sure to visit Mackie Gear at, on Instagram. Uh, that's right, Mackie Gear. We're a huge uh, user of Mackie Gear products here at uh, Fretman's Podcast. Um, they are very shy of reaching the 10,000 subscribers. Uh, so if you're listening to this, log on to your Instagram, go ahead and follow Mac Gear um, and help them reach their goal of 10,000 subscribers. Stay tuned as we continue the last uh, episodes of NAM, and uh, we'll go ahead and we'll have that ready for you next week on Thursday. That's right. We're going to have a huge episode next Thursday where we're going to be dropping a lot of uh uh, clips and uh, bits from uh, different companies that we interviewed at NAM. So uh, stay tuned for that. And after that, uh, we'll go ahead and back to our regularly scheduled uh, airing time, which would be every two weeks. So if you're listening now, um, next week, one more episode of NAM, which we're going to drop uh, pretty much everybody on there. So it's going to be a long episode. And uh, there's going to be demos as well. But uh, following that, uh, we're going to be broadcasting every two weeks or putting these out every two weeks. 
Don't forget to uh, follow Fretman's podcast. That's right. Make sure to uh, follow, rate, and give a comment on Fretman's podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Fretman's uh, underscore podcast, or you visit us on Facebook, Fretman's podcast. And also you can visit us on our website, fretmansblog.com, fretmansblog.com. Uh, from there, you'll have a link to uh, visit all the outlets for the podcast that's right there's 10 outlets where you can reach us uh anywhere ranging from apple google spotify iHeartRadio, uh comcast bbox um every any anywhere that you can uh, possibly find uh podcasts you will find me there um make sure you rate us make sure you put a five or put us a one i don't mind i don't care at this point just give us a rating we need ratings uh so go ahead and uh, put a five star on me um, put a comment, send me a comment, send me a voicemail comment, and we'll go ahead and air it on the air. Thank you for the emails, and thank you for listening. Don't forget, someplace, somewhere, when you least expect it, you'll hear that one song that will change your life forever. <laughs>